Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Welcome maids, butlers, house cleaners, gardeners, cooks and personal erotic storytellers. This is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Orpike and joining me are my fellow transracial Koreans, John and AJ. <laughs> Very good, Ricky. I, AJ, how are you? I'm great. Yeah, good. Well, I just uh, can see Ricky's pronouns here. It says Ricky Orpike in brackets. It says Korean. <laughs> well, it's just, so. you know, how I'm feeling today. You know, I'm Ooh. very fluid. Oh, just fluid. Oh, like Ollie wasn't that his name? The guy, yes. the guy from the UK. Yeah, I haven't done. I haven't done the plastic surgery, but um, you're pre-op, a pre-op Korean. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, well, welcome, welcome to our country. Ready to get your scissoring on? <laughs> yes, that's a good segue. You said scissoring, <laughs> AJ. We watched The Handmaiden, 2016, Park Chan Wook. Director, there is more scissoring in this film than you'll find in a haberdashery shop. <laughs> yep, <laughs> well a played. Yeah. <laughs> you could have said spotlight. Is that right? Is that haberdashery? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, you were thinking about international audience. This movie was eight point eight million budget, thirty eight point six million box office. That seems like very solid uh, art house numbers. I'm I'm surprised it was only made for eight million. Me too. This this thing looks like a $40 million film. Seriously. Yep. I agree with that. It, it looks great. Uh, <laughs> Week over. Great, guys. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> now it looks spectacular. Cinematography is great. Lush is the mm. word I thought of. Beautiful mm. score. Yep. Costumes galore. I think they just put the resources where, where they needed to go, you mm. know, uh, and it, when it wasn't on, um, you know, making sure – uh, Iron Man was de-aged properly, <laughs> or making making sure the three Spider Men look, look, looked mm. good together in the same frame. Yeah, although I think there is some CG in this film, but it's just to extend like the the the, the scenery or the I think the, the mm. whatever the best the, kind. Yeah, the what, best kind. We got a friend in a mutual friend in VFX, and and we've talked about to him about it. He does a lot of the big stuff around there, all the Marvel stuff and whatnot, and. He loves and he's the 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 stuff you don't know about mm. and and where you just go oh wow and they've extended a room or yeah you know d- just stuff that's really um not flashy uh, in order to tell the story as yeah. opposed to yeah Thor's hammer uh, so anyway this this script was uh, based on Sarah Waters's Fingersmith which is a novel Victorian era novel about sexy lesbian pickpocket okay. I knew about this novel because of uh, you when did. I went back, well, no, this look, I there's a term, and I'm uh, when I think of womany, I think of Sarah Waters, a very guardian tote bag womany novel woman, right? 
So that's, but I knew about it because I, when I went back to uni, some, uh, a chick, a PhD candidate was, was talking to us about her study of Sarah Waters. And this woman looked exactly like you'd expect. Mm. All right. The buzz, <laughs> pink buzz cut, bit like big. Um, and she was, yeah, she was all about it. She read out some, some, uh, some excerpts and, and they, they almost in the film, in this film, like some of the, it's very juicy. Mm. moist and juicy prose about, you know, um, (laughs) pussy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking about, AJ. (laughs) Anyway, how did you all watch this movie? Let's get that practical stuff out of the way. Well, this is this is the second time I've seen this movie. I saw it a a few years ago. um, You've been pushing it for a while. (laughs) And we know why. (laughs) Uh, so the first time round, I, I watched it with my wife, but the second time, I, I watched it solo. So alone, yep. <laughs> yep. just alone in my bedroom, box of mm, tissues, yes, yeah. yes, yes, spanker chief. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> Nod, a nod's as good as a wink to a blind bat. So, uh, what did your wife think of this movie? What did my Stunning. wife think of it? Yeah, you said you um, watched it with her. Oh, a few years ago now. You didn't look at her at one any point. You sat next to her, <laughs> and you were the blonde. Where you had a blue, then you said, "I'm not going to look at you. I don't want to know." I'm, no, I have, I'm to, looking ca- at I have to cast my mind back. There's been a lot of films since then. Yeah, I think right. she, that I think she enjoyed it. Yeah, she liked it. All right, AJ. Now you, you're. This is hot off the press. Hot off press. Like you just <laughs> closed down the window. I did, and then started up this window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it's like I've caught you coming out of the cinema and I'm like, what do you think? That's yeah. what right. you think? <laughs> it know? was like we'd said before, it was shot amazing. Like it was beautiful. Mm. Um, the story was really great because it's a long movie. We watched yeah. the extended cut. Yeah, it's uh, two hours 47, I think. All right, here's the thing. It's a long time. Next time, this is on incumbent on, on the person recommending the film. You need to tell us when it's a two hour and 50 movie, okay? Because I, <laughs> I now I'll get into it because I love this movie, but I, my planning was poor, okay? Yeah. Came, uh, came right as was the, mine. <laughs> it was in episode 24 because last week we watched Fat Girls an hour. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. Yeah. And then this time, two hours and 50, yeah. and I left my run late, uh, not as late as you, as AJ, but but anyway, <laughs> let's uh, enough stalling. Uh, we'll get I'll get the, the the synopsis out of the way. Another loving synopsis because this is a knockout uh, plot, and and it, mm. I think I want everyone to marvel at at the intricacies of this plot. So, told in three parts, The Handmaiden is set in pre-war Japanese-occupied Korea. Part one tells the story of a con man and forger by the name of Count Fujiwara, who can who colludes with a canny pickpocket and pocket rocket named <laughs> Sukhi in a plan to seduce a ritzy Japanese heiress called Lady Hideko. Uh, they want to infiltrate her life, steal her cash, and have her locked up in an asylum. Simple as that. So Sukhi uh, poses as a handmaiden to Lady Hideko helping her prepare for her main gig, which is reading stories for her uncle, Kozuki. Uh, we'll get into him in a sec. Count Fujiwara uh, rolls up posing as a high-profile forger. He's going to forge some illustrations for, for Uncle K or something like that. Uh, the point is that the Count and Sukhi are working overtime to get Lady Hideko to fall in love with the Count. And things don't go quite to plan when one night Lady Hideko asks Sukhi to show her what men are after 
Do I need to draw a picture for you? She sucks her titties and eats that minge. <laughs> AJ, that's what that's what she said men wanted. It's true. It's all true. So, Lady Hideko uh, lets on that she doesn't want to marry the Count uh, because she's got eyes for Suki. She sort of hints at this. Suki insists that she go through with the marriage uh, to the Count, and uh, which causes tension. Lady Hideko and Suki escape uh, and hook up with the Count uh, for an elopement. Uh, I think this is in Japan now. I think they get across in Japan. Uh, Lady Hideko gets busted out by the Count. Okay. Uh, and then he, they cash out her, her fat inheritance. But when that trio go to the madhouse to check the lady in, Suki realizes too late that she has been duped and that the lady, uh, Lady Hideko and the Count are in cahoots and Suki is now locked up in the booby hatch. All right? Movie over. No, it's not, you dummies, okay? Part two. Hour in. We're an hour in. <laughs> We're an hour in. We discover all is not as it seems. We discover through flashbacks that Uncle Kozuki has been teaching Lady Hideko to read sadistic pornography since she was a little girl, presumably as a backup for her aunt, who is the main storyteller. Uh, the idea is that Uncle K sells his books by auction only after he's had the aunt read some naughty excerpts to a group of rich buyers, sort of like a porno book club, porno club. Okay, the rules of porno club. Isn't that, isn't that what this show is? Club. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that is what this show is. So, uh, the aunt basically we we can't get into it, but the aunt goes crazy and hangs herself. Uh, little, then little lady Hideko, now all grown up, takes over the storyteller duties for Uncle K. All right, so Count Fujiwara shows up uh, as one of the buyers. And offers a secret deal to Lady Hideko. Uh, she, he says, elope with me and we'll split the, your inheritance. Um, there, and then the lady says to him, okay, all right, hire me a naive handmaiden in order to have her uh, to my uh, old identity locked away in asylum. So we'll have this, this, this dupe locked away and that'll be the end of old me and whoever this little, little girl is. Anyway. We, we're sort of brought up to speed to a certain uh, extent, and we see Lady Hideko and Su- uh, um, Suki have their sexcapades. 69, finger blasting, <laughs> gold uh, metal balls, all that good stuff. All that good stuff, okay? And it turns out that Lady Hideko did, uh, did actually fall in love with Suki, okay? So it wasn't all a ruse. She tries to confess her love for for her but uh suki uh sticks to the original plan telling her to go through with the marriage lady hideko tries to hang herself outside as her aunt supposedly did but is re- actually rescued by suki who comes clean about the entire plot mm. she says i was here to pose as a maid and yada 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 at which point lady hideko also comes clean about her plot to dupe her. So the girls then team up to cash in and dupe the nasty men in their lives. Part three, we see the Count uh, um, after they've put Suki away in the, in the asylum. They've got the cash, but he wants the real prize. He wants Lady Hideko's poussoir, okay? <laughs> he wants her to marry him again, this time as Suki. Using her name because the girl will probably be dead soon, so they can sort of resurrect her name. Suki busts out of the asylum, and just as Count Fujiwara is about to get that sweet nectar from Lady Hideko, uh, she doses him with opium. Uh, the girls are reunited and escape to freedom. Meanwhile, the Count is captured by dirty Uncle Kozuki and tortured. 
He desperately wants to know what his niece was like in the sack. <laughs> the Count doesn't know, of course, because she's not down with the D. Fujiwara smokes his last cigarettes, which turn out to be laced with mercury, which creates poisonous gas that kills the uncle and before the dirty old man can cut off his pecker. So he goes to look, they're both nodding. Ricky and AJ both <laughs> nodded when I said uh, he died before he could cut off his pecker. They went, ah, yes, very good. So anyway, the, to finish off, the girls enjoy a nice little boat ride to Shanghai, engage in some serious schizering. We and we close on them putting metal balls in each other's mouths and pussies. Where where is this during Pride Month? Why why is it always blue haired disgustos, <laughs> arseless chaps, middle aged men with dog masks in cages, terrifying children? I want the metal balls. Where where? How do I get this? Where is all this? This is not on the flag. This should be on the flag. <laughs> this stuff. This movie. The whole movie. Every frame on the flag. And I'm in. Anyway, that's what happened in the movie. Are, are hot lesbians a myth? You know, like the, the lipstick lesbian, you know, because the only lesbians I ever see look like either 10-year-old boys or wildebeests. <laughs> wildebeests. Right. Um... Look, what do you reckon, AJ? I mean, I want that to be real. Yeah, I want let, to be let's real. believe in the. Like, I want them to. I want them all to be this. We this desperately kind. need to believe in it. This kind. Look, I don't know. I'd like to. I want. I'm, I'm interested though because I feel like it's an important uh, distinction. Like, you know, the, we'll get into it a bit later. But at the end of the day, the the lesbians in this movie are they're 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 male pleasing lesbians very much so. Mm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they are like I approve. like every male who you show this to is either a hundred percent in or lying to you about how they're a hundred percent in. They're like they've got their hands tied, like cross fingers crossed around their back, saying, "Oh, babe, no, I don't. I'm not into it." And everyone else is saying, "I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all about it." So anyway, I can't answer your question, Ricky. Okay, they're, they're, further research pending. I thought this was magnificent yeah. storytelling. <laughs> The Koreans are, for the moment, very, very good. Surprises. That's what they've got. That's their thing and emotional engagement. So that's their, their special source. They, they, they care about getting you to care about the people. So that's why Squid Game was good. It wasn't good because I hate the twist at the end of Squid Game, by the way. I despise that ending. I think it's really stupid. And the blue hair stuff he does or the red hair shit he does, I, ha- I can't stand it. I think they totally blew it. They got me. With that episode with the old man, and yep. that's what they can do, and they do it in this movie too. They get you, and they do it in Parasite, right? They oh just, they God! Know, they know how to get you, <laughs> and the surprises—they've got these kind of uh, Russian doll-like mm. narrative structure. So they they tend to go, oh, and this happened, oh, and then this happened, oh, and then did I tell you this? This is how it started. So they like to go flashback and to get you to to revisit. Which I must say, partway through, I. Generally, I'm a little annoyed at these sort these sorts of tri- this sort of trickery because mm. I'm like, mm, you don't need to do all this, bro. But then it it was it's good, so I was like, okay, well then you you win, you know, because sometimes you can go back and it's it's laborious, but they always surprise you. Well, I'm not looking at my I wasn't looking at my watch the entire time, mm. like Three for hours, the, for the cool. length of it. Yes, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think it's interesting that, uh, that there are twists in it, but I think it, because of the way it's told with those it's basically 
the one story, but it's broken up into three parts, and you kind of see it from three different perspectives. So, mm. um, I think it. So in that way, I, I guess it's a twist in that you find stuff out, but it's not like I don't know. I think it's just different from say like an M Night Shyamalan movie mm. where you're like oh well you that's know, like, that's a st- like the village that's, that's a real sting in the tail yeah yeah, yeah. whereas mm. this is uh, you're right you're, you're correct the, it, the the turns the story turns are, are yeah. spectacular and that's different from a, a sting in the tail yeah. where it's yeah. like yeah they're all it's like, or oh, they were all yeah or they were really living in 2020 but they were pretending well, movie, it was 1860 i feel like i've seen this kind of double and triple cross stuff mm. before the difference is i cared about them that's right. So an American movie would – in fact, there's a movie that's really good called The Score with Edward Norton and Robert De Niro where they're sort of yeah. thieves, right? Yeah. Double crosses, triple crosses, all that stuff. And the reason – there's lots of reasons, but there's one of the reasons you don't come back. It doesn't look like this and sound like this, but mm. you're not – you're just not emotionally engaged in the way that you are in this movie. The difference is they've, they've, they've done what uh, – they've got all that craft there – and it would work actually without the emotional engagement. It would work. It would still work as one of these movies that you would have George Clooney and Julia Roberts, and you'd mm. feel nothing uh, at all. You'd feel absolutely nothing, and you'd go, "Oh wow! Oh, he did it!" Or then yeah. she did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they did it. So yeah, it wouldn't, right. it wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then whereas in this, you actually care, and so uh, it's the what if for me is it's like they begin with oh what if everyone was triple crossing everyone else oh but in the middle of that mm. you accidentally fell in love with the person. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm. the that's the, the fly in the ointment is that they accidentally fall in love. They're not meant to, um, and they just go oh. Oh, give me more of that. Oh, let me put the lollipop in, you know? They're doing all that sort of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And hot. Yes. Hot movie. Like, I mean... Oh, actually, I've got a small, small questions. Small questions. A couple of things. So, is the uncle actually Lady Hideko's uncle? He is, isn't he? I think so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. They don't, he doesn't mind going there with all that. The incest nah, and all that. Loves it. So um that was just a little small thing I had. But he doesn't try to sleep with her though. No, but that <laughs> Okay, very good. So he's a he's a, he's an upstanding man. Well no there. no 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 no. I think no no no. I, I never, don't think that I never touch them. I just look at them. <laughs> No, but he's into a different thing, though. He, I think, if he touched her, it would ruin it because she's the storyteller. I agree. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yes. Yeah. Well, then we get into this thread of the movie because I couldn't stop thinking about, you know, it is a movie that engages with pornography and engages with uh, older styles of pornography. So Shunga is this sort of 16th to 19th century mm. Japanese uh, uh, pornography. And they do, we see, yeah, we hear stories, we see woodblock prints, we see lithographs, we see uh, acting out with the marionette, that mm. life-size marionette. Mm. They do, the, you know, we, we see all of that. So it's a, it does engage with it. Like, I feel like the film would be different if, if we didn't have this sort of mm, comment on pornography happening. Mm. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But is that the non-extended movie? <laughs> yeah, it's oh. okay. Like, I wonder if they just cut all that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, um, it's just the scissoring and stuff they would have added. Surely. Yeah. They, like, like was, there's yeah. just way more <laughs> well, sex. Or yeah. <laughs> you know. But what's what's interesting? Everything that I've read about this film, no one mentions Salo. 
like the reference there, right. because obviously the storyteller in this, uh, you know, is is almost a direct reference to what what happens in Salo, right? You know, because they have the storyteller that 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 talks every everyone night. tells these stories. Yeah, yeah. but then every well, night Saad it gets, gets more a, and more, more and more. Saad you know. gets a name check in the film because they because mm. they mention one of his uh, well uh, an homage to one of his stories. Um, you know, they, they tell the story of Juliet or something, Miss mm. Jul, uh, and it's a reference to one of his works. Uh, they say it's Sardian, so I guess it's all in there. But yeah, no one does talk about Salo. That's mm. they should, they ought. Well, I got a lot of problems with the, with the criticism, uh, yes, uh, you know, yeah. in, in in this film. So we can get into that maybe with reviews. But um, you know, because we can also talk about. Um, I got my main bugbear, maybe, and be, maybe because it's it's outside, slightly outside the cool stuff that happens in the movie. So try and think about some cool stuff that happens in the movie. We'll come back to that. This is just a bracketed off thing because I thought about this. It might seem like a little left field, but I, you know, it's it follows on from what we're talking about. Basically, when I watch this movie, I this comes out in 2016. I, I watch this movie now. There are no African people in this movie. Okay, there's no Iranians, there's no Pakistanis, Norwegians, Indians, Inuits, or anyone from the 200 plus countries of the world. There is no one in this movie. Mm. There, there might be there's one name that's slightly Japanese um, in in the cast, and they're way down. Okay, so no one of any any consequence. Uh, this might be actually the most racist movie I've ever seen. So, 99% of the actors are South Korean. So, firstly, you're ignoring North Koreans. There's not even any North Korean defectors in there that I've that, that and they're out there. You could have put some North Koreans in this movie, but no, you said I only want South Koreans. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, but more to the point, um, we've got Korean people speaking Japanese, uh, wearing kimonos. Um, there's which I, you know, arguably is uh, appropriation uh, of a kind if you believe in all of that. Uh, who uh, basically, there was no Japanese people hired in key positions in front or behind the camera. Uh, yet no petitions exist, as far as I know, to shut down or destroy the careers of the people who made the movie. So if diverse, so the question to put aside is, is if diversity is, has inherent value, inherent value, so it, things, something must be diverse for it to have any, to be, have any worth or merit, then this is a bigoted movie. You know, uh, but seriously, it just got me thinking about the rules. I, I wanted to know, and, and I was saying all this to Katie before, and the look on her face, she was just like, <laughs> she wanted me to just shut up. And I Place over. She, <laughs> did, she wasn't into it. She was, I've got a like, baby I, to deal with. Yes, and she was like, I've heard all this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, anyway, I'm going to say it tonight. So she go, So the rules. So what are the rules and who has to follow them? I'll try and do this quickly. So, And I only did this because this is a fantastic movie. This is a fantastic movie. Everyone who's listening to this, just watch it right now. Uh, we should have more of these movies, and we'll talk about how we, how we can do that. But we don't have these because we've got a network of silly and arbitrary rules about diversity and inclusion. And I think uh, Squid Game got me thinking about this as well. So the unsayable. I had to think about, okay, what's the unsayable thing here? The unsayable thing is that Korean movies are only good for the time being because it never lasts. Mm. And I know it never lasts because Hong Kong had their moment in the 90s, some of the greatest movies you ever see, Chunking Express. That It's over. It can't happen. It's causes and conditions, right? Happen. Like, 
Rush, great, great. Rush film. Hour Two. Uh, my favourite line: "Don't ever touch a black man's radio, boy." <laughs> I believe he says. So anyway, uh, they're they're good because they these people, the Koreans, are being softballed by the Western media mm. and power brokers. Put simply, they're allowed to make movies about subjects that people in the West aren't allowed to. They're allowed to focus on making their products and using their imaginations to their full without the burden of having to have the first female Hobbit of color. Uh, in their in the fucking movie, uh, that which is all that this Rings of Power is coming out soon, and yes. man, they haven't talked about, at all about the story. They just talk. They all they're talking about is the diversity. Yeah. They haven't mentioned yeah. anything about the story. The first dwarf uh, same of with color. Game of Thrones. Same with Game of Thrones. This new Game of Thrones coming out, and all they're talking about is identity politics. And you're like, sorry, are you going to say something about the Red Wedding? Are you going to say yeah. something about any the good stuff, or are you going to just talk about how the non-binary actress is in it, like, and how you know now it's the now we get to do it proper? So anyway, <laughs> basically, the Koreans are being allowed. They're, they're allowed to do this in part due to the cultural and historical ignorance of the people in the West about East Asia. They don't know anything about the region and therefore they can't get offended mm. at what they're seeing. They've got no, having no, basi- basically, they've got no Japanese people in this movie. And that's a bit rich when you take some swings at the Japanese and their colonial, you know, they take some serious swings, mm. the Japanese in this. And there's no Japanese people in it. Like if that was in, if this was a Western movie, this movie would be banned on those on that on those. Like imagine if I did a, a movie set in Wales and I've got people doing an Indian patois, like speaking in Indian accents. They're all white and uh, uh, or speaking <laughs> Hindi, and they're wearing some saris, and they're going, <laughs> goodness gracious me, and doing all that stuff, <laughs> and saying, oh, India's no good, and and giving them a whack as well, saying, oh, you know, did you know they used to burn their wives along with the husbands? That was no good. And you go, wow, this movie is yeah. um, this is tough to watch. So, and <laughs> so the author Waters, Sarah Waters, she said that this movie, this this movie's about colonialism. So she's so that hints at the intersectional hierarchy that 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 I think was was in twenty sixteen. I don't think I wonder if she would uh, regret signing up to that now that um, being a lesbian woman from Wales, you have to accept a trans dick. <laughs> You know, on 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 its terms. But to, just to finish off, Park uh, Chan Wook has got carte blanche to do what he likes here. Revel in the male gaze. Have hot lesbian scissoring, which we talked about several times, <laughs> because no one has any principles. It's not because the movie's good, and it is good. Yeah, mm. uh, there are plenty, but there are plenty of good movies and good directors that The Guardian hasn't supported because mm. it's seen as exploitation or done by the wrong people. So, um, you know, mark my words. The director of this movie had a turgid member in his pants while filming some of these scenes. Mm. So what are the rules then? Like if he, so why is one thing disgusting and one thing not? Why is the patriarch? If you think the patriarch is real, if you think that um, the male gaze is real and that you know oppression's everywhere except in Afghanistan where it's actually real, then like how can you allow this? Like th- this movie is lauded by all of these critics. It's just you know? their culture. It is just, it's their, just culture, their culture, though. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I just, I just, it just blows my mind because I was like, I just, my heart hurts when I see proper filmmaking, and I go, I go, why can't we? Why aren't we allowed to do this? Hmm. Why can't we do a proper story? Like, cause imagine a man. I'll just pick one. Fucking Sam Mendes. Imagine Sam Mendes saying, <laughs> "All right, all right, all right, love. All right, oh, thinking of thinking of making a movie. Oh, yeah, you're gonna make a movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's it gonna be? Oh, I just picked up this, uh, you know, this lesbian thriller. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. Anyway, I'm a man, and here we are. And I've cast the two chicks, and here's one of them. It's like, you know, it's, it's ScarJo. And who's the other one? Oh, you know, just like Kira Knightley. And you go, and you go, and okay, girls now, scissor. It's like, <laughs> everyone would go, Sam Mendes... You are the devil. Like, and this movie's not happening because we found out about it before it was happening and it's over. It's over. You're over. How dare you? Whereas they're all simping. Even this novelist. Do you think that this, this, this Sarah Waters, this Welsh uh, 50-year-old woman, white woman, do you think she would really let, like, David Fincher like make a movie about, you know, one of her novels? No way. <laughs> No way. And and then if they no way. Stop me. Somebody stop me. Well, this is in my trivia, right? I'll I'll pull this out of my trivia. So before filming, the director sent the completed script to Sarah Waters for comments and she liked the script but felt that it's more appropriate to say the film was inspired by the novel. So she's she's putting Took a bit money. of distance there. Mm. You know. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I just feel like, yeah, it, I, I, feel, I thought that watching these movies, because the reason I'm so confused is because a movie like Parasite comes out mm. and everyone loses their mind. It's a great movie, but everyone loses their mind. And if you watch movies, it's really, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not like a, like I've seen it before, like mm. in decades before. Like I can name movies in the 60s that did what Parasite's done. Like, like so if you watch movies, it's rather un exceptional um and the way people are like oh mm. finally finally now finally now and you just go what are you talking about do you guys watch movies from all around the world i do and um mm. there's good ones and this one's okay but don't act don't overplay it don't say this is the greatest movie of the year mm. like that's crazy so well, this, this anyway. film uh, this film got so much love like i'm i'm really surprised at that i mean it came out in 2016 no I'm not sure, but but it didn't come out that long ago, 2016. Like, you know, um, it, that it, was it, before it, you did a podcast yeah. about culture war stuff. <laughs> True, but it's That's like on enough. the cusp. It's on, I mean, 2016 is when Trump came in. You know, I mean, I'll ask AJ. AJ, have I changed since then? I think we <laughs> reunited then. <laughs> well, like, there you go. Yeah. So maybe so, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've become my best self. But, it, you know, it, it it took out, like, some special award at the Toronto International Film Festival. I mean, in fucking Toronto, you know. I mean, that's the wokest yeah. place in the mm. world. Um, and it was named one of one of the 15 best films of that festival. Um, and, yeah, like you say, there's no gender non-conforming roles. There's no, there's no people there's of There's none colour. of the stuff that they go on about. There's no, no diverse like, there's sexualities. N- like- no, but there's nothing in it. Like, like, and like, you've got to be real as well. You've got to be real. Like, because I love all of this. Th- of course, I love this movie. Of course, mm. I love everything about it. I thought it was. I can't wait to watch it again. I thought it was that good. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is too. this is magnificent, and that's a, a real treat. So, thank you, Ricky. But, but the point is, it, it's it's maddening because it just pisses me off. Like, I don't understand because at the end of the day, it, it got me asking that question as well about eroticism and pornography. Like. There's no difference sometimes, do you know? No. Like, like, like this director, <laughs> this director had a big, big fat 
He cracked a he fat all did. the time. He cracked a fat. He, yes. he cracked a fat, <laughs> and he he said, "Okay, do it again." That way, he's like, "Oh, there was there was a hair on the lens. <laughs> do it again." And they and they go, "That was take 20. And then he's like, "Well, he's counting." So, and you better believe there was no intimacy intimacy coach on this 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 thing because it's because it's his culture, you know. So it's just it's just so maddening to me, like um, what the way everyone throws away their principles, like. That's why I can't stand these Guardian reviews where they're like, oh, Ken Russell's great. And I'm like, really? Is he great? Is the modern Ken Russell good? And they're like, well, who are you? Who do you mean? I go, Lars von Trier. And they go, well, well, you know, so this is the same <laughs> shit. It's like Handmaiden's good, is it? Great. So De Palma's good, right? And Verhoeven's good, right? Right? And they go, mm. oh, well, mm. no, they're misogynists. They're disgusting misogynists. And they've got to die and you've got to die. And you go, well, I don't, I'm so confused. <laughs> Um, this is movie's got golden balls of the putting in places, you know. That's, that's the the right. jingle, jingle, mm. jingle, jangle. So, John, do you know much about the beef between Japan and Korea? Because that that definitely permeates mm. the film. Yeah, look, I'd learn you a little bit. Like, I'm not. I, I'm. It's um. It's quite taboo. Uh, you know, Australia does everything uh, more piss weak than everywhere else in the world. And basically, <laughs> think about it like this: uh, Korea's like New Zealand, you know. And um, so, you know how we sort of think that we're the real deal and New Zealand's like watered down us? Yeah. I think that's what <laughs> they think, pretty much, yeah. about Korea. Except they invaded them and stuff. <laughs> so it's like that, but with invasion yeah. and, you know... Actual invasion. Stealing of women and all sorts of stuff mm. like that. So I don't know. No, it's, it's a little bit fractious and... Um, yeah, it's not good. But but he this is this movie's a testament to that. Like this is a this is a total uh uncharitable drive by whack of 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 Japan and if it was done you only in the West the only places you're allowed to do that kind of whack to, except yourself, uh, would be Russia, maybe and, and mm. World War Two, Germany. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and South Africa in the eighties. Yeah. Mm. They're like the three realms that you can just go, I'm not gonna hire anyone from that place and I'm just going to spend the movie like that you've just given him a whack mm. so anyway it's not not uh, not good I could only understand the uh, bureaucrats as well they're all speaking ye olde respectful language so well I don't know if you uh, saw the the vague fingers theme in this film so <laughs> the film's based on the novel <laughs> Fingersmith right which is like you know a, a, a uh, sort of a colourful mm. word for a pickpocket. Um, so Lady Hidiko always wears gloves and has mm. drawers full of them. And like she opens yes. it and looks at these these gloves. She takes the gloves uh, off at the end when she frigs herself off. Yeah, she does. There you go. And but I think I think in the book <laughs> there was a bigger deal made of the fact that she had to wear gloves to handle the books. 
and was punished right, okay. for touching them with bare hands. So I think that's something that, that could have been in the film to make like all the gloves in the drawers like make some sort of sense, you know? Right. Mm. Uh, in the book, The Handmaiden is a former pickpocket and really good at getting chicks off with their fingers. Mm. Also, in this film, the uncle <laughs> cuts off cuts off the fingers of, yes, he does. of, the, of the count yeah. in, in, the, yes. in the dungeon. He so what, what are we to make of this fingers reference? You know, is, is the theme of the film that fingers can bring you pleasure and pain? Yeah. Uh, or that fingers can soil books but also get you off or something. I don't know. Well, I guess, yeah, I don't, want to, I don't know how deep to <laughs> take you it. Rich, but, get you off. <laughs> but, the, but that's the thing. Well, arguably, they are the most important thing on your body. Arguably, like I mean, you know, I don't know. What the, about your eyes? Yeah, well, yeah, we could we could do a sort of a <laughs> back and forth about that. But I, I'm answering your question, man. So yeah, no, they, they are important. Like they can be used to to. It's it. There's something about being dexterous and skillful and quick and yeah, they mm. are used for pleasure and. And yeah, soiling and it's all of that good stuff, you know. And yeah, and but she think about how kinky some of the stuff is. She gets a thimble, yeah. and files down and finger bangs her her mouth yes. to get the to get the the tooth. Yeah. That is weird to go. Oh, my tooth yeah. is sharp; it's hurting me. Yeah, and, and then goes, someone sh- sh- files it down with a thimble. It was great. Weird. Loved it. There was so <laughs> there were so many scenes in this that I that that are just spinning in my mind, like little things like. When she's a kid, uh, the um, Lady Hideko and Aunt read some rude words. They say the, wor- the yes. words for, for yeah. penis and vagina. They say chimpo, which is penis, and manco for vagina. <laughs> and uh, and then the uncle gets up, stands mm. behind them with his dirty gloves, and he just puts his hand on their faces and like just shakes their faces for about. 90 seconds mm. yeah. and I was just it's so stuff like that sticks in your mind or, um, <laughs> with his gloves on you see just with see his the gloves black on. gloves Chimpo Mango Chimpo Mango No, tantalizing. Like there's so many scenes that just that just are dazzling. You know, they are the count grabbing um, Sukmi's hand and putting it on his Johnson and like saying, mm. you know, I got to get off, mm. you know, whatever. And she says, don't ever again put my hand on your joke of a cock. And what about when he bites into that peach and he oh, and, and, and the bursts. peach bursts open and he, he says, no, mm. he says oh, yes. almost fully ripe. Mm. And well, the juice the like sprays yeah. on her face. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> which was totally improvised, like well not improvised, but the the exploding peach just kind of happened. Like mm. they didn't. That well, he that, gave oh, it something. It? He no, he really did. He oh, didn't he, just he daintily went bite it. No, no, he, he went, went ah, 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 like he really. <laughs> no. he took a hunk out of it, like, like a she beast. did. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, like she did. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of taking a huge bite, what did you think of the vagina eyes view? Great. 
So there's <laughs> a, the, 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 POV. So you get to vagina. see the vagina's POV as um, what is it? Suki goes in for the munch. Great. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. No, I've no. I think it, look, <laughs> I've always said cinema is about is about contribution, and that was a contribution. <laughs> you know, I ain't never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> she almost licked us and on a big screen yes. yeah that's wonderful that goes mm. back to the beginnings of cinema someone licking you like and you're the you're a pussy by the way um but someone <laughs> put in this in this scenario that goes back to the very beginning which is like uh the great train robbery we, we, there's a, a quick shot or there's a reference in goodfellas of it when the guy shoots the camera Oh, he's bang, yeah. bang, 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 and shoots the camera, and people jump, you know? Yeah. Or train coming straight for you, everyone jumps. Mm. Uh, that goes right back to the beginning. So, I mean, that's that's glorious, you know? Mm. This was real filmmaking. This was proper uh, filmmaking, yeah. Yeah. start to finish. Mm. Yeah. I've got a couple of really good quotes here. Um, Go on. I wish I had breast milk so I could feed you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Kinky. <laughs> Kinky as fuck. Yeah. Kinky. Women feel the greatest pleasure when taken by force. True. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. And uh, this one was a bit of a whack to the Koreans. She has decent bone structure for a Korean. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's really saying a lot about the Japanese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just love how they reference they, they, the term for vagina is jade gate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just thought that was a spectacular in that scene where, where they talk about all that. That good stuff. This is a quote from the one of the books that they read out. Jimen Queen examined her jade gate. When Jin Lian finally took off her clothes, she found it hairless, as white as snow, and as smooth as jade. As tight as a drum, and as soft as silk. <laughs> Once he drew apart the curtains of flesh, a scent of well-aged wine emanated from within. Fold of the red velvet interior, uh, beads of dew were forming, uh, its centre was dark and void, anyway it goes on and on. I mean, it was really uh, quite something, right? Like, you know, it twitched and twitched. Yeah, I think it is better than that. So... <laughs> Well, I think it's that time again, AJ. We've got to, we've got to do our work. Keeper or creeper now. Straightforward again. I feel like these guys pretty much speak for themselves. So I've only got a few things to, to say. I mean, there's not, they're not, there's not a lot to, to lay out for you. But we've got Ha Jung Woo as Count Fujiwara. Now, a couple of things. Uh, look, again, he, I don't know, he might be 30 or 40. Who knows? Frustrated mm. artist type. So that's... No, okay. That's a tick, obviously. Um, clever, clever guy. Tick. I think he's clever. Yeah. Yeah, he's Keeps clever. you guessing. You That's know, right. Keeps you, keeps you guessing. <laughs> Aspirational. So, big dreams. Yep. Um, you know, do you like a guy who's always on the make? Yeah. 
all right, we'll work. This could all work for you. <laughs> and surprisingly, now I'll just say comparatively, quite unkinky, really. Like, oh. like yeah, there's, there's some other people in the film that I think I think are, you know, maybe, you know, drifting into the arena of the unwell. And um, and <laughs> I think he's he's keeping it keeping it tidy. I mean, he still wants he wants all he wants all the good stuff, but. He's, he's it, not. It doesn't seem it. to be that into the storytelling sessions. No, not as much as Which the other you, freaks. Yeah. <laughs> that <are> just, <laughs> just shaking and. I, I for one know uh, which side I'd be on. <laughs> I would have. Oh, we all know. De- definitely, that's we know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no, we'll put him to the side for a second. Next, we've got Chu Jin Wung as Uncle Kozuki. Now, older guy. All right, so he's a little he's a little bit older. Definitely, definite age gap between these two guys. It's true, Inde- but indeterminate again. To be up. honest, it, he's cashed. It definitely cashed up. So he's rich. Um, distinguished grey. To be honest, it sort of looks like baking powder or something in the hair. Like it never looks that uh, convincing. He's voracious reader. So mm, and I like that. Yeah, but look, doesn't have a broad taste in literature. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> And look, just as a, as an, he'll be he's busy a lot, but like many dudes, he's got a man cave, just a place to decompress, <laughs> to you know, to wind down. But don't That's worry, true. you won't, you'll never have to go there. It'll be fine. So he'll just go there, and then he'll be back. Are, are you going to talk about his collection? Well, all I said was he's a collector, so <laughs> you know, like if you don't mind someone who's 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 got that energy, you know, like I've been a collector. Mm. In the past. Um. <laughs> so you've got jars of penises oh, and vaginas. This and that. Whatever. So, yeah, they're the, t- they're the two <laughs> candidates we have. Count Fujiwara and Uncle mm. Kozuki. Keeper or Creeper, AJ, talk me through it. I think the Count's pretty high. I like it. I like his swag. Athletic, I though. he was a cool dude. Sort of. Yeah. You know. Do you think? What are you saying? He's not rotund enough. Well, oh, that's <laughs> true. He isn't fat, but no, there, there's something about him that I, I dig. Okay. Near, I think he's he's there. Okay. I think he's a keeper. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Yeah, I like oh, him. Oh yes. Oh, I think okay. it's a, that's a great choice, you know, because um, he's arguably, you know, I feel like he just gets caught up in things. Like yeah. He's not. Uh, you know, he's a little bit dastardly, but everyone was kind of a bit dastardly. I mean, the girls lied just as much as he did. That's right. You know, so and he didn't, it wasn't spectacularly dastardly. No. And again, again, like he's in terms of kink, he's it's pretty straight up. Yeah. He just wants all the normal stuff, you know. Yeah, I think so. he liked the the wine being spat in his mouth. That's oh, yeah, that was his undoing. Yeah. Yeah. He was teetotal until that point, was. I think. Mm. So just some housekeeping then. Uncle Kozuki, yeah, is he a... No. But I did like the eyebrows. What, <laughs> uh, what about the ink on his tongue? Always? Oh, that yuck. was weird. That was weird. Yes. Mm. Kind of snake-like. Korean mm. as fuck. Yeah. That's that. That's what I thought of when I see that those touches. Mm. You know? Yeah. Sort of stuff. <laughs> so no, creeper. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, we got a, we got a keeper. So that's, you know. He goes up there with Razorback guy and <laughs> the other guys. We've only had two keepers, haven't we? 
Uh, I think so. Did that and Razorback guy, right? Razorback guy. Was he the only one? Or, or was it Gus the, the keeper? The Gus was Gus the keeper. From, <laughs> from Basic Instinct. Basic Gus. Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> think of that. Think of that. Where are the, oh, you've done this keeper or creeper. Yeah, yeah. Well, who are the winners? Well, Razorback guy, <laughs> Basic Instinct. Michael Douglas? No. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no you no, stupid no, bitch. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes Very good. all right here's some trivia for you guys um so both japanese and korean were spoken in the film by the predominantly korean cast before shooting the korean actors were all assigned japanese teachers to study the script and learn to speak japanese after the screening at khan actress kim mi hee was applauded by japanese journalists for her proficiency in japanese some of their accents weren't great. Right. <laughs> I said it. There was a lot of times where I knew that they were Korean speaking Japanese. Mm. Right. Okay. Like there's a couple of them. I'm like, whoa, you're good. And there's a bunch of them. And I'm like, whoa. Right. You've, you're not good. So the proximity <laughs> to Japan, you don't think makes it a little bit easier for a Korean Well, actually, they're in a learn. similar boat to us uh, in that um, they, don't, they don't get the hand up that the Chinese get. So because they've got a different learning, a different script. So they've got a different alphabet, so they can't. So you, you've, so right. they have to learn that as well. Mm. So that yeah. that's a bit of a. Mm. But having said that, they certainly do have a leg up, because huge amounts of words are the same. Right. So, I mm. so I'm not impressed. Whenever Korea, so whenever someone from East Asia says they learn Japanese, say big deal. Go and learn, <laughs> go and learn English. Go and learn Hungarian. <laughs> Go on, yeah, go, go on then something that's not like, you know, it's just around the corner. Yeah. I speak Kiwi. No big deal. <laughs> yes. For the theatrical release of the film, the subtitles were color-coded to differentiate between the Asian languages spoken throughout the film. So white subtitles were used for Korean, while yellow subtitles were used for Japanese. Now, I didn't pick that. Did, was that in the version we watched? I, I don't think it was. No. No, that's no, a shame. I think, I think so. that's a it's a nice touch. I think they should do that more often. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, during the script writing stage, the director and his female co-writer often sought the advice of um, one of their friends who was a queer woman for advice on the subtleties of queer women. Well, I tell you what, oh. that is that is a 2016, uh, you know, just mad Korean uh, way of, of trying <laughs> yes. to get out of your responsibilities because now they would say, not only is it not going to be your friend, it's going to be someone from this uh, firm uh, that we've yes. hired and they're going to be sort of <laughs> ghost directing the movie yeah. and you're watching them do yeah. it. Yeah. So what do you think now? And he's like, oh, oh that's a terrible idea. It's like, I know. Well, you shouldn't have said the word queer. You fucking big. Subtle? Right? I don't know about subtle. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, is there much scissoring? And they go, no, none. None. Me and my girlfriend go down on well. each other and that's it. And he goes, well, you know, you know, it's not a documentary. All right. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I've only got, I've only got two scenes of it. So, and, he's, and, he, and, he, and the person's like, has there ever been a scene in a movie with it? No, but I feel like we're already halfway there. Why not just bang off a couple? Uh, you know, the film became the highest gro grossing uh, Park Chan Wook directed film in the United States. It also became the highest grossing foreign language film in the United Kingdom in uh, 2017. Wow. I like this better than Old Boy. Oh, this is my favourite film of his. I, I, I think that. Uh, I think that. Uh, <laughs> of yeah, right of me. Yeah. I deserve that. But um, Old Boy. 
I was like, yeah, all right. And then, um, I don't know, some of the I watched this this English one he did recently, um, Little Drummer Girl, which is a John LeCar novel. Me and Katie watch it. It's terrible. So, I don't know. I don't know. This is great. This is a masterpiece. Yeah. So, for the lesbian love scenes between the two female leads, the director took steps to ensure privacy and comfort for the actresses. So, mm. only a female, only one female crew member holding the boom mic was present. All other crew members were asked to leave the set. The scenes were filmed with a remote-controlled camera. The wow. only way for everyone to be comfortable is a closed set. I will, I will be in here. They will be here. <laughs> and we will all be naked. <laughs> <laughs> all naked. They looked pretty comfortable. And action. <laughs> yes. And all male crew members had the day off. <laughs> Yeah, but like again, it's 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 common sense. Like clo- like that's not like closed sets are common. Mm. It's not. This is not why. It's nothing to talk but, about. But, but like remote controlled cameras. Yeah. Well, that's just that's just technology. That's good. Like mm. like as a director, you're just like great. Yeah, I want you guys to feel comfortable. They are more comfortable with less people mm. there, and it is. There have been a lot of incidents in the past with just you know a lot of different and not not the high end Harvey Weinstein stuff. There's just been. Even the the lowest of the low, which is just like people doing their job, but being in the room yeah. and that being enough to get people uncomfortable. Like, mm. sh- absolutely great. Let's do it. I, I approve. Mm. Do all of that, um, yeah. but don't don't get an intimacy, intimacy coach. Don't yeah. um, don't don't even talk to your queer friend about it. <laughs> like, don't even like just say uh, it's, just say um, these people aren't real. None of this happened. Like, it's not. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I, go go and watch David Attenborough. Like, or sorry, mm. uh, you know, if you want to, like watch real life like i I'm, I'm i'm making a movie where two chicks yeah they fall in love they're, there's there's thieves and the, yeah that's hot put, put, that's hot and they put balls in each other's pussies that's what i'm thinking <laughs> for the end that's the end of the movie and you're like not even a kiss that's that's the end so yeah. anyway jiggle jiggle <laughs> jiggle jiggle is that it ricky that is for trivia yes all right a couple of things for you to consider here uh, we're, sh- we're shown several scenes in which the two leads who are smoking hot Asian babes fondle, kiss, and caress. And that's just for openers. There's boobage, simulated oral sex, 69 position sex, mm. ins- insertions, <laughs> digital penetration, skizzering, which we talked about. And it's all quite moist and juicy, if I may say so. Uh, this film appeared on the top 10 lists of critics from the New York Times, The Guardian, The Hollywood Reporter, The Atlantic, The AV Club, RogerEbert.com, The Verge, MTV, The Daily Beast, LA Weekly, and Village Voice. There is more than one left-leaning publication in there, so I'm a little confused. As I said before, what about the patriarchy and the male gaze? What about the exploitation of women for the pleasure of men? I'm very, I'm so confused, AJ. I pose this honest question. When is two hot women scissoring okay? I feel like sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Okay? Isn't it right all the time? It, that is correct. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like if I showed a picture of scissoring to someone at the New York Times today, they wouldn't, they wouldn't say that's great. <laughs> you know? Anyway, so next up, uh, in the climax of the film, Lady Hideko uses a disguise to escape mm. Japan and Shanghai. She dons a short, a short haircut, puts on a suit and a mustache. Well, I don't need to tell you that this is trans face, okay? <laughs> Using trans 
identities <laughs> as plot material is a kind of erasure of trans people. The only answer to this, of course, is a full apology for the filmmakers and assurances that the key roles will be filled with LGBT folks. That's with an X, folks. Uh, preferably the main roles. <laughs> preferably the main roles. Oh, and make them sassy and fat too. Uh, if these demands aren't met, then we will make your life a living hell. So maybe you should just cancel the movie, you bigots. <laughs> so that's what that's what ends up happening. They cancel the movie before it comes out. Uh, now just a small one. Dongs, okay. Shout out to Uncle Kozuki, who is the only principal person in the show, frankly. He keeps the collection of dongs. There might be some fannies in there too, but I saw mainly big dongs on his shelf in his collection. <laughs> He's doing the work that I would expect from The Guardian. So thank you very much. <laughs> now... <laughs> this was that little addendum I had. I just had a question because we talked about eroticism and pornography. This is a genuine thing because there's a lot of shunga in this erotic art, woodblock prints and hand scrolls. Shunga means uh, spring picture or picture of spring. So, you know, like spring is that time, I guess. Uh, is, is porn not porn when it's old? So in 200 mm. years, will blacked and bang bust be art? <laughs> <laughs> Swallowed. <laughs> swallowed. Will swallowed be... Like, everyone will go, oh, I, like, you'll go to someone's house and it'll be all glass and steel and whatever and digital stuff everywhere. And then yep. on the wall, they've just got a poster and you go, what's that? And they go, oh, that's Alyssa from Swallowed. <laughs> uh, and what's this on the wall? And then and you go, yes. oh... That's a step go, <laughs> Yeah, and you go, oh, this is... And you go, oh, this is Remy Lacroix from, um, you know, Mike Adriano's last feature. Uh, oh, what's that in the corner? Oh, that's the that's um, a DP Black uh, uh, that I saw once. It was it was quite striking. It was quite striking. Um, very memorable. Just, is this what it's going to be like? There's a collage of Johnny Sins in all of his different yeah. roles. But that, is this what we're talking about? Because it occurred to me, I was like, why Shunga? Like obviously it's old and and I I like it I'm into it okay but <laughs> it's old so is that is that why is it is it know. or no it's because it's because serious it's because Hokusai did did it and stuff so he did the, the wave and all that so he's like proper artists have done this sort of stuff but then again in the future mm. they won't know they'll be like they'll be like the Bang Bus guys are <laughs> and Orson Welles are the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of happening already, I think. <laughs> you know, like it already happens in Hollywood. People are like, you know, oh, Patty Jenkins is like the same as, you know, like yeah, fucking Hitchcock or something. And you're like, Oof, no, she's not. No, she's not. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with all this. Um, but as I say, uh, I mean, what did you guys think? I, I didn't even. Li I could have. I've, uh, in this whole review, I've told you the sexual stuff. Yeah, you know what's in it. Well, that's you know all we've good. talked about. <laughs> that's all we've talked about. It ends. It's one of these rare movies that ends with sex. Yes. Like I'm always fascinated movies that end with sex. Mm. Um, and dirty sex as well, like kinky jingle balls, yeah. sex. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, because. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like this the, the eroticism is just a fancy way of getting out of saying you, you like pornography. Because the thing is, modern day eroticism, if you sent it back a few years, would be pornography. Yeah, true. isn't that true? Mm. Yeah. Like, like, like. Well, but it's you know, it's not even well written though. Now, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. 
Yeah, that is true. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but this is genu- a genuine piece of art, that's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else I left out? What what occurred to you? Uh, you know, I think I think it's all in there, and I think it's it, it's a confusing one because it's across the board. It's it's loved and revered. So I, I so that's confusing to me because I think on the surface when you look at it, it's 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 going to be high on the meter meter, but people seem to applaud it. Mm. You know, so it's it's if if this was an all white cast, if it was shot in the US, it would be, you know, if people would not take it. There'd be Guardian articles written left, oh, right, and center about the patriarchy and yeah. the male gaze and all that sort of stuff. But but because Koreans did it, it's uh, it's art and it's worth something, and everyone should watch it. And you know, mm. it's in the it's in the hundred or thousand and one movies you should watch before you die. It's just so mm. hypocritical, and I, I, you know, and and this is, you know, all that stuff I said earlier um, is so. It, it you sound so. I know how crazy it sounds when I say all this stuff, but at the same, at the same time, it's some of it's true. And the worst yeah. part is, no one gives a shit. No one, no one at the Guardian, plainly points out that they're like, oh, wait a minute, didn't we give, you know, haven't we ragged on Brian De Palma and called him a misogynist in, in the past, like. You know, so yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, what are the rules then? Like, you know, what are the rules? Like, yeah, are we just saying this is good because it's it's a bit, you know, foreign like in that? But it is foreign in that, and mm. they're using pornography that's a bit old in that, mm. and they're using and they're using instruments that are a bit old in that, and they're alluding <laughs> to things. And maybe, and look, maybe that's what I think. That's all great, but what's you know. What's the fucking difference? I mean, yeah. it's it's spectacular. Mm. I just think people just need to be straight down the line and just just accept that it's great. Just go, yeah, it's great. It's mm. troubling and it's upsetting. But the thing is, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was challenging in the way that, like, it didn't challenge me. No. At all, in in terms of like, it was a delight and and. But, but it, it wasn't unfolded like, easy. That's right. So um, I just thought of that movie, Boys Don't Cry, which is a. Incredible film. Mm. Um, who directed this again? Was it Mary Heron or Kimberly Pierce? Okay, um, a movie like Boys Don't Cry with um, uh, Hilary Swank. Mm. That movie challenged me. Mm. Or even Monster. I think I gave Patty Jenkins a whack a second ago. Monsters Masterpiece. Mm. That Monster, movie challenges yeah. you. Yeah. You know, like uh, whereas this movie didn't challenge you in that way. But then again, I thought the most challenging thing about it was its its unabashed male eroticism and that's the thing today the 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 male gaze let's just say it's real let's just say it's a thing like it means that a man wrote the shot list which is true and um put the camera where he wanted because you're not him and you're not inside his brain and and you can't tell him what to do as much as you want him to you want to be able to do that so yeah he did that but also he did stuff that was hot to men i mean i don't know what women think is hot like you know um, and it's probably not all the stuff that these chicks did, that top-down angle of them 69ing. I look at that and I go, I go, that was something I want on my wall. I was like, I was like, that is better than the Mona Genius. Lisa. I was like, Genius. that is two hot chicks doing that. I'm like, this is like, you know, again, I'm hearing that song, You're the Top, you know? <laughs> like, that's all I hear in my head. You're Mahatma Gandhi. Like it's it's just, mm, it's all there. So how does it rate? How do we, what do we give it? Because I I would give it a high score, but 
Well, well, I think it's high, mm. but I think they would think it's low. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But but then again, we don't have any modern. We've only got. I I reckon they would think. This we have to have a split here because I I think it's fucking ten out of ten mm. because yeah. it is it is shot for the male gaze. It's just as misogynistic as as if you think that De Palma and Verhoeven and the rest of them are misogynistic. Then this is that mm. too, mm. and and whatever and and Ken Russell. They're all the same. It's all the same. They want you to get weird chubbies. <laughs> it's just a matter of how much you get and when you get them. <laughs> all right. So it's so it's high with an asterisk is what mm. we're saying. So it's high. I but think it is. But Below. these people, what these people do is they hedge. They find ways of giving, of of breaking the rules when they want. Mm. They go, oh, well, um, you know, uh, this really um, is about colonialism. And, uh, <laughs> and you go, what the fuck are you talking about? You go, I didn't get any of that. I got um, the chick going down on the chick and um, coming up with juices all over her face. That's what I got out of it. And they go, yes, well, that happened too. I suppose <laughs> you would remember that. Whereas the guy only ate the peach. Didn't really eat her peach. I love mm. that this movie is Blue Balls the movie. Yeah. <laughs> because he, the biggest, actually, that's the triumph of the movie mm. is that the only sexual release comes from the girls. And, um, well, and me, obviously, watching the girls. <laughs> but, but, but the two guys in the movie, they get mm. totally blue balls. Like, like existentially blue balls. Like, like... The Count isn't even allowed to see her naked. Mm. She's under the covers and he's just like pathetically watching her. He's friend-zoned. Oh, totally yes. friend-zoned. Totally. Yes. From the start. And, mm. and the uncle's like, at the end, he's like, oh, yes. He's like, this is great. He's like, this is, I've lost all my books and everything, but I don't care. This is going to be great. You're going to tell me everything I want to know. He's like, he said shit. He said stuff about her pussy. He's like, was it like, tell me of the viscosity. <laughs> That's the word he used. You know? Tell me, he wants to know everything, and he doesn't even get that. All right, you want to have a couple of? Uh, well, not a couple. I've I've prepared one review. Oh wait, no, quickly, quickly before you get carried away, boobometer. <laughs> boobometer. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me hit you with it. So mm. boyish, but that's kind of hot. No, and I don't know not why. overly boyish. A little bit, but that's they that's were, why it's hot. They were bigger than. Some of the others that we've seen. Yeah, they're bigger than Charlotte Ramplings. Mm. True. Um, but the maid who gets fired yeah. in earlier in the movie, she had big milkers. She did. And <laughs> they popped out in the most wonderful way. You did that. The, it's where you do the, the front pull of the, of the shirt and the shirt, like the vest comes off and they go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know that one? It's like they, it's the most magnificent. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, that was, <laughs> that was the boobometer East Asia edition. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I give it like a, give it a six. It's good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the reviews were almost universally positive. So I thought I'd pick one that wasn't from Slate Magazine, Laura Miller. So I've got two, I guess, chunky paragraphs here to uh, share with you. Like Vertigo, The Handmaiden is consumed by the meticulous construction of spectacle from the weirdly hybrid Western Japanese manner where it's set to its saturated colours and cascading soundtrack. It also at times, uh, as icky as the male leeches, it purports to condemn. 
the composition of Park's shots mannered and symmetrical flaunts its own obsessiveness, uh, as does the elaborate costuming of Kim Min-hee, uh, whose character is at one point made to illustrate a sexual position by posing with a life-size dummy. Her uncle and his buddies treat her like a doll. The film mm. makes very clear, but so too does the film itself. Correct. <laughs> the film's sex scenes are pure showtime after hours, disappointingly boilerplate given how doggedly Park sets up the love between these two women as a repudiation of uh, of mechanical male prurudence. True, there's a satisfying scene in which Suki uh, rips the uncle's books from their shelves and dumps them into the reflecting pool. The two women stomp on the sodden smut like Italian peasants crushing grapes, but the vilification of men and their desires is not the same thing as a tribute to the eroticism of women. Finally, having escaped the bastard's clutches, the maids and her mistresses... Uh, and her mistress fall back into the tired visual cliches of pornographic lesbianism their bodies mm. offered up for the camera's pleasure in a carefully arranged exhibition that would fit right into the uncle's collection oh fucking hell if, if you're principled if you if you're a principled woke star that's all the stuff you should say that's all you should say and you shouldn't go to the movies and you shouldn't even go to the first movie because The Kiss was one of the first movies in 1895, but it was literally a man and woman kissing verite style. And um, don't even go to that one. Like, that's the male gaze, and it's probably patriarchal heteronormativity and the rest of it, but it's been that way for 100 years. Um, I'm not confident that people don't want that. I'm pretty sure they do. And I love this. What a couple of things she said in there. I love this 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 criticism of, which I even said earlier, this sort of male view of lesbianism and that. Um, when men do that, like, it's not always what men think is going on. What, what it is is um, it, it's a fantasy or an ideal or, or something that's not real. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, that's why it's different to what's happening in real life. So I don't understand. Uh, no man, when, when, when some women criticize, oh, I suppose it's just a pornographic, like, you know, vision of lesbianism. Every man you say that to is inside just, just going like, he's not even feeling anything when you say that. He feels absolutely nothing. What he's thinking is he's just going, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think it's great. So um, they're not. There's no malice. There's no. He's not thinking about what you think about it at all. Like he's. Yeah. You could always make your own movie as well. Mm. Like if you want to. And what is this other version of les of, of of lesbianism or or female sexuality? Like what 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 exactly is it? Because I hear a lot of complaints about what it's not. It's and just holding hands and stroking cats, right? Well, no, it's. I don't know what it is. AJ, what don't is it? Don't you bring cats into this? <laughs> oh no, don't don't do it. Don't do it. I follow cats on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out to Pixel. <laughs> so Well it's moving I in together know. quickly. It's being annoyed at each other all the time. It's being clingy. Yes. I think that's yes. <laughs> But 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 it's I probably can't it's, say I, I don't that. know. <laughs> But the takedown, the t this takedown of things that men like is is, mm. is 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 you could what you could say is you could say oh look you know it's not a documentary so tell if any if you're with anyone who thinks it is then mm. tell them that that's not this is not real okay and they, and then when they look at you frightened because uh, 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 they've never heard anyone say that a movie's not real before then I don't know like take them to the fucking doctor mm. because something else is going on like it's not a documentary um, you could say this too much. 
porn or something or too much of one thing there's too much of that but to say it's in it's it's bad or invalid it's mm. it, it works on me every time mm. <laughs> it's like you said it's the constant takedown of things that guys like you know it doesn't mean i mean if you if you like seeing women fuck it doesn't mean you're a bad person right Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but we've, we've got to I get... want to hug you like the end of Good Will Hunting. Hold that I want to go, he's saying it's not your fault. It's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. No, you sure. No, you sure. Anyway, AJ, give me the counterpoint. Come on. No, but it's such... We can't get away from the actual movie. Like, it is everything else. Like, if you take away the sexuality, it's still an amazing movie. The story's True. The story's good. The cinematography is incredible. The saturated colours that she talked about, it, it's beautifully shot. Mm. So you're saying the, the, the scissoring is the cherry on top? If it was <laughs> that, if it was just that. <laughs> if it was just that and not all the other stuff, that's a problem. I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm. This movie's working overtime, but there's no defence of this stuff. Like this, I, I have a problem with, with people who go on about this difference between erotic and pornography. I, I, I think there is a difference, but it's very grey and... and um, it's always changing and who even knows anymore? Like, because, you know, mm. Last Tango changed changed that. Basic Instinct changed yeah. that. You know, mm. like it's Eyes Wide Shut changed that. Like it, it mm. moves it all the time and who's to say? I mean, as long as all the other stuff is good, who gives a shit? Like we know it when it's not good. There's plenty that's, of those movies That's exactly where, right. That's porn. There's movies where it's, it's not unsimulated good. <laughs> and it's no good, you know? But anyway... Mm. Oh, well, that's all that. What do we have on the cards for next week? Well, this is, you know, don't act all coy. Yeah, right? it's, your is, shine, another, it's your time to shine, old This is your time to shine, baby. Well, I, I thought we were doing a Korean thing, so we may as well do, I, I think, another one. Mm, I saw the poster <laughs> and it's as, hot as, it's as hot as Korean barbecue. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So we are going to do The Housemaid. <laughs> is it your birthday month or something? <laughs> Uh, well, he saved you from what I was going to pick, so that's okay. I was going to pick, you know, something from the disturbing movies list. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, Next get time. back to that. Because I think we've got um, <laughs> Housemaid, and then I suspect it might be Mano Mano. Maybe. Maybe we're back from Mano Mano. Maybe. So, then AJ can recover from all of this sexy Korean sexcapades. Mm. Right? <laughs> you should show Frank this movie. Oh, look, I was scream, Frank, get in here. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> like, look, look at, at this. this every 20 minutes. Seriously, he's <laughs> like, one. I get it. You sound a bit excited. I'm like, oh, it's all for you. Come in here. And he's like, it's all whoa, for you. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, goodness me. All worth it. Makes it all worth it. All right. Well, we said what we said. I feel bad about the stereotypical dyke stuff. Didn't mean to offend. Yeah. <laughs> With you all. all. Right, well. Look, we're down with the lesbians, though. We're, we're down. We're, it's the that's left right. that, 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 that hate them. They, they want them gone, yeah, erased, right. and turned into men or having to have sex with men. We yeah. are old school. We're like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. it's all good. Do it. It's all good, man. Let's get those Benoit balls out. Uh, until next time. <laughs> Long live the new flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay, girls, now scissor. <laughs>